We are just visiting in this world. We are just here to ensure that we give nourishment to our soul. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.org. This is The Prism of Torah, with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Vrocha. In this week's Parsha Parsha Sisroi, I want to share with you a Mordeke concept. This concept should be so clear to us throughout our lives in this world. And to get to the concept, to the Arkane of Akkadish, I want to share with you two big kashas in this week's Parsha. We know that the Parsha starts off with Yisroi hearing about what happened to Klal Yisrael, how Hashem saved them, and hence he comes to convert and to be part of the Jewish nation. If you look at Rashi, Rashi straight away says, Ba'ishma Yisroi, Yitro heard, heard, and what did he hear? Ma Shmoa Shama Uba. What report did he hear that had such a great effect on him that he decided to, to come and to, to join Pnei Israel? So Rashi says, He heard the divining of the sea, the splitting of the sea, and the war with Amalek. Now if you look at Mefarshi Rashi, it's pretty evident that Rashi is coming to tell us, and it's based on the Mechilta, he's trying to tell us what was it that impacted Itro to come not just that he heard and he got all excited for Klal Yisrael, but it had such an effect on him that he felt he needed to come. And the question begs itself, what do you mean? Kriyas Yamsuf wasn't enough? Kriyas Yamsuf was a huge, the spilling of the sea was a huge miracle. Also the 10 plagues, the 10 makois, that wasn't enough to trigger him to come and join the Jewish people? Elamai, there obviously is something very unique about the combination, the tseruf, of these two events. Event number one, the splitting of the sea. Event number two, the fact that Amalek came to fight with Klal Yisrael. What is that combination that led Ito to come and join the Jewish people? Adkan, question number one. Question number two, only a couple of psukim later, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu gives the names to both his sons, and the, and the Pasuk says, that the first kid, i.e. the older kid, he called Gershon. Why did he call him Gershon? He said, I am a stranger in a foreign land. And that's why the name is Gershon. And the second son, he called Eliezer. Why? That form, forms the name Eliezer. Which literally means, because HaKadosh Burhu was in my aid and helped me and saved me from the sword of Paro. So the question begs itself, that seems not to be in the correct order. First, HaKadosh Buhu saved him from the sword of Paro when he was able to run away to Midian and marry Itro's daughter. So wouldn't it be more fitting that the first son he calls Eliezer? Let's leave it at these two questions. And I want to share with you the idea that is so true. And that is the following. We'll start with the, we'll start with the question. The first question. Indeed, Kriyas Yamsuf was a huge event. A huge miracle HaKadosh Baruch Hu did. And Yisroi was amazed. How can it be that after such a miracle, the, all the top army people all over, and the whole world heard about this, especially based on the Midrashim that say that the waters were split in every place in the world. But even without that, everyone it made such waves excuse the pun, such waves, the splitting of the sea, that everyone heard about it, and there was such iras Hashem in the world, such, there's so much room to fear of Hashem, and yet still, to contrast that, there was room for a malik that represented the idea of kfira, of not believing in Hashem, how can there be room for such a thing? Yisroi says, 
to himself, wait a second, yes, I believe in Hashem. And he started believing in Hashem, as we know, the Midrash tells us that he started leaving and he didn't want to be a priest for idol worshipping. But he said, it's not enough. If I stay here and there's such an idea that Kfira, not believing in Hashem, is in the world, the two seconds later, back-to-back events, the splitting of the sea, and then the war, Amalek, comes from so far to fight against Klal Yisrael? Wow, I better join the Jewish people now and come to convert, because if not, it's going to hit me also. And hence, that triggered him, and he decided, What did he hear? This combination, that he could not believe, after such a huge miracle, that the top army people all over the world were amazed by it, were frightened by it, and yet still there could be fear in the world, and people can come and try to fight Against Kali Shal. How, how are they not scared to do that? How can it be such kafir in the world? And he said, I have to join the Jewish people so it won't affect. A similar thing we see to answer what we saw, the Kasha with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu realized, wait a second, where am I holding right now? I'm in Midian. Midian, I'm the only real God-fearing Jew around here. As we know, at the beginning, Israel was far from being a God-fearing Jew. Instead, he made a deal with Moshe Rabbeinu, fine, he could da- marry my daughter, but the first son, he have to dedicate to, to be part of Avodah Zohar, idol worshipping. And hence he said, it's true that chronologically speaking, maybe it's more fit that my first son I call Eliezer, which screams out that Hashem saved him from the sword of power. That was the first thing that happened. However, before anything, a prerequisite for anything is that I give a name that will scream out to my family, Number one, we are different from everyone around us over here. And don't think for a second that we should allow ourselves to be impacted by them because they're not living life the way one should live life and the way Ashkadish Bulch set up the world. And number two, on a more general, from a more general perspective, we are just visiting in this world. We have a mission in this world. As the Messiah Yishalim says, and I quote this over and over again, we are just here to ensure that we give nourishment to our soul to our neshama, to be able to go back to Olam Abba, where it's from. And hence, we are visitors here. This is a foreign place for us. Our real place is Olam Abba, not over here, the place where the neshama came from. And I want to make this, this is a prerequisite. I want to make sure, like Tim as they say, to ensure that my family is well aware and living by this critical, fundamental concept that we are just visitors over here. This is the answer the Chafetz Chaim gives to this question. And that is exactly why Moshe Rabbeinu ensured that the first name he gives to his first son will be something that will symbolize, that will be a constant reminder to his family. This is what life is all about. And we are here. And we are foreigners. We should never feel like we are settled here and everything's great. And we just live it up. And that's what his life is all about. Like the commercials say, just do it and just enjoy life, unfortunately, in our generation. And we have to fight up against that. And that is what Moshe Rabbeinu realized he has to do. When are we going to change from being a ger, just a visitor, to a toishav, to a permanent resident? That will be when the neshama goes back to Elam Abba. The Chafetz Chaim goes down and brings a beautiful mashal, a parable that screams out this idea and says, once upon a time there's a person, he realized he's in desperate financial needs. And hence he decides to go on this long journey. He didn't have a choice. Long journey far away from his family and his wife. And he goes to the marketplace to buy certain goods and to sell. And suddenly someone comes up to him, come, let's play golf, let's play a game, let's play. He goes, 
Are you kidding me? I left my family, my permanent dwelling. I left everyone that I care for, that I love, and I went here because I'm in financial stress. And you are now taking my precious moments to collect the money I need to ensure we have livelihood back in my permanent dwelling and you're stopping me from doing what I'm doing for my mission? You're crazy. What are you doing? Says the Chavetz Chaim, the Nimsham, is very obvious. The same way we have to have a relationship with the Yitzhar and tell the Yitzhar, don't stare us. You can't stop us from what we're doing. We are here in a porn mission. We are just visitors here. Our Neshama doesn't really want to be here. It realizes it has to be here just to collect Tzedal to do Torah Mitzvah, so that it can go back and have nourishment for itself, for eternal nourishment for the world to come. We know the Neshama, Chazal tell us, left and went on a very far mission, a mission that the distance is 500 years, left its permanent residence and came just to ensure that it'll have the nourishment it requires. The Shla Kodesh says, you know what the name Amaaretz represents? A person that has a name Amaaretz is a person that he made his dwelling in this world. Amaaretz. Because that is what he breathes. That is the way he lives his life. He only cares about physicality. He only cares about this world. A person has to stress himself, like Moshe Rabbeinu did to his kids, that this world is just a permanent dwelling. It is just a means. It is just like Chazal tell us in Pirkei Avos, a prosdoil. It is a hallway for us to have the ability to do Torah and mitzvahs and take what we need to nourish our soul for good. That we don't feel embarrassed by getting from a Buhu nourishment for the soul for eternally. On the flip side, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz explains, what is a Ben Oilam Abba? Someone that's called the Ben Oilam Abba. He said that even though he's in this world, Oilam Azeh, everything about him screams out, I'm not for me. This is a temporary dwelling. My permanent dwelling is Oilam Abba. That's why he's called the Ben Oilam Abba by the way he dresses, by the way he speaks, the way he spends his time. And you see by his priorities that he's not from here. He's from Oilam Abba. And he lives life that way. And he says, just like if a person from America comes to Eretz Yisrael and he's called, ah, who Amerikai? He's an American. Why? Everything about him screams out. He's not from here. He's from America. So too, the Tzura V'yid should be, I am not from here. This is a temporary dwelling. I'm a Bein Olam Abba. I'm not an Am Aritz. And that is precisely what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted want to instill in his family. And that's why the first kid he had, he named Gershom. Ger. We are temporary dwelling over here. Be'eretz nochia, in a foreign place. And we better be careful not get to get impacted by the surroundings because they don't live by that most basic fun- fundamental concept. And Isui started realizing, wow, I better connect to this nation and convert because if I don't, I'll fall into the trap of the Yetzirara, of the Kfir that's around us and I'll forget this so vital concept why Hashem put us in this world why the Neshama came down and I want to be part of this community get chizuk and that's why he left everything and came why? because if after Kriyas Yamsuf that is described as Amimir Gezun Chil Achaz everyone got so shaken about from this Kriyas Yamsuf and still Milchemet Amalek happened wow you have to be part of the Jewish people to ensure and to continuously remind yourself what life is all about and not let all the external potential impacts 
influence for you. As the Rambam so clearly says in Hilchus Teus, you better be careful because a person, whether you like it or not, I created the person and I am telling you that he is impacted by his surroundings. And it's important to have surroundings that will have a positive effect on you and won't let the ruach of fear around you impact you. As we know, in Pirkei Avos, Rabbi Yosef Ben-Chalafta says, even if you give me all the money in the world, I will not dwell in a place that's not a makum of Torah. It's too dangerous for me. One of my favorites, Mishalim, to this idea is a person comes, saved up money for two years to go to this very, very fancy hotel with his wife. And as he gets to the hotel, it's such a fancy hotel that everyone gets personal attention one-on-one. And one of the workers waits for him at the gate. And as he walks in, he goes, right here, sir, please. He follows him. He goes into this room. And the visitor to the to the hotel is in shock. This is what I saved for. This is what I saved for. Look around. It's a tiny room. There's no windows. What's going on over here? And the worker gently said back to him, excuse me, sir, please wait. This is just the elevator. And the nimshal is ev- very obvious. All this world is just an elevator. It's just a prozor. It's just a hallway taking us to Olam to what life is all about. And we have to continuously live this idea. This helps one when you go through difficult times. Because when you go through difficult times, but you realize it's just temporary, it's a total different ballgame. Another and Rabbeinu Yaina also says that when things go amazing for you in, in the physical world over here, in Gashmis, okay, don't get all excited. That is not what really life is all about. So okay, Baruch Hashem, HaKal Satog, you should have Takadosh Baruch But put things in perspective. You're here to collect the goods, the real goods, the nourishment for the Neshama. And I would like to end up, I would like to end off with one more story, true story that of Eliyahu Tesla Zatzal, he walked one of his students that had to leave the yeshiva to go to, to go to a far place. So he walked him to the train station. And as they got closer to the train station, the Talmud turned to the Rebbe, to Eliyahu Tesla and says, Rebbe, please give me a bracha, give me a bracha. So the, so Rav Desler said to him, I'm telling you from the deepness of my heart, I'm davening for you and I'm blessing you that you'll find on the trip a very comfortable, place to be at during your trip. And the student was in shock. He turned around to the Rebbe and said, Rebbe, what? Adkan, what? I asked you for a bracha that will walk with me through the ways of life. A bracha that will be melaveoti throughout all of life's turbulent times. And all you're telling me is to have a comfortable place over here on the on my train, on my trip? Avdesler turned back to him and said, I did give you a bracha for all of life. What I intended to say is that life in this world is a travel. It is a tra- It's a traveling. We travel through this world until we get to the destination, which is Olam Abba. What I try to tell you is that throughout this journey, this long journey, that you'll feel comfortable in this journey. Everything will be good. What he tried to do is to hint to him. Of Desu tried to hint to his Talmud. Look at yourself like Gershom, that you're a Ger Beretz You're just a temporary dweller over here. And if you look at yourself in that way, you're going to seize the moment, use the time properly. And also, even when things are uncomfortable and they don't go their way, your way, and they're difficult. But at the end of the day, if you realize it's just a temporary dwelling, it's a journey, just like when you're a journey and you don't have such comfortable conditions, you understand it's only temporary and it helps you get through those times. So too, that is how you should look life in this world. Iratzona will be able to live this idea. The idea that Israel realized, the idea that Moshe Rabbeinu implemented in his family and hence decided to call his first child Gershom, 
and especially in the turbulent times we live in today, will be zoiche to be as the Mashiach v'mera v'yameinu, and all our enemies will fall and drop right in front of us. This concludes another episode of the Prism of Terror. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable. If you did, please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Vefa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another lightning conversation on the Prism of Terror.